Welcome, everyone, to the inaugural episode of The Average Geeks. I'm Dean DeFalco, and with The me- ship's gonna sail! Yeah, the ship is gonna sail. Uh, telling us the ship will sail is... Arya Ektadari. And uh, this podcast is about video games just uh, in the media and culture and stuff, and we're willing culture. to talk about it for as, as long as possible, and it, it should be a fun podcast. We're, we're talking about culture? Well... Video games in the culture, <laughs> not so much the culture. I mean, if you want oh, to talk I, about Ethiopia and their culture, that's cool too, though. I was thinking, like, we become the hipster video. No, we're not hipster video gamers. I, uh, I, we could pretend to be for forty-five minutes to an hour every that's week. That's really hard. I don't want to talk about retro games that long. Yeah, no, neither do I. Which <laughs> is, uh, which is why we're not going to talk about that. In fact, fuck we have a, no. Yeah, Wait, we are. Have, we explicit? The what? Are we explicit? Am I yeah, fuck curse? it. Oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> with a Don Sedota. Oh, we're bringing that back, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I figured with, well, we figured with this week, uh, we would talk about something very special to both of us. And, Near and dear to our hearts. Uh, yes, for the very first episode, which would be uh, Street Fighter and all the things surrounding it, especially uh-huh. because uh, Street Fighter came out so recently that I feel like it's just blazing hot in the minds and hearts of everyone. <laughs> it really, in, in the minds and hearts of everyone. Yeah, or or just me and Arya. I don't know. I mean, I I've, I've talked. I'm to hyped. Few, yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've talked to a few people and they they seem pretty hyped about it. Yeah, I think I think so. It's interesting because of the way the game was released. I think the Care Bears that are just kind of like you know I like to play local multiplayer and the story mode or the arcade mode. I think they're a little afraid because it's just straight up like no. There's ranked matchmaking and casual matchmaking, and that's it for now. So I think a lot of people are a little hesitant right now to dive in. But, but the I thing it's... is, they, they did warn you. Like, this wasn't, this shouldn't we come to a surprise as anyone. <laughs> yeah, we knew. So, you know, uh, I, I I think Capcom did their due diligence. Due diligence. Due diligence. Telling us what was what. It wasn't like this was a surprise yeah, the day after it came out that, oh, hey, listen. We um, didn't wake up on launch day, popped in, like, hopped on Steam or turned on the PS4, like, wait a second, half the game's not here. Yeah. That didn't I, happen. I, I think they're doing it pretty smart, though, the way they're releasing it as well. I mean, they're releasing incremental characters, incremental updates that are improving the game little by little. And I mean, that keeps people coming back more or less. I almost would feel like this is a smart play on them because. Street Fighter is a game where the competitive people are going to get it no matter what because yeah. it, it's it's the uh, fighting platform to to, it, to be competitive it's, at. It's the pinnacle of, it's the, so to speak, the pinnacle of fighting games. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the uh, Capcom has turned Street Fighter into such a pedigree for what fighting games should be yeah. that um, it, it's hard to think of, uh, you know, our... our gaming lives without it it's just such a integral like, part of gaming quarter circle punch is iconic like it oh, just definitely. is yeah um, I, I mean that what is that is that get over here uh is that scorpion is that what it is yeah exactly uh, yeah totally <laughs> uh yeah i mean i i even have a freaking uh shirt that has the quarter circle punch on it it's, that's it's, pretty badass yeah it's it's a heineken shirt but it says hadouken instead so you know <laughs> okay I, that I works. Like it. It's a good shirt. It's a good shirt. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive in a little bit. So, uh, I mean, I guess we could start with Street Fighter Five itself. Uh, Ari, did you want to like 
maybe say what's your favorite part, who you're playing as, you know, uh, things maybe you don't like, things you maybe you want to see improved? Well, why don't we take one step back? All right, let's take a step back. Let's paint a picture here as to, I mean, I, especially me, I don't know about you and I don't know about your past experiences, but I am coming from this as I spectated Street Fighter 4, didn't fully understand what I was spectating it, but I, but I appreciated what I was watching, but I never really played it. I haven't really played Street Fighter since 2, and even then, I, I'd mash buttons. Like, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. This is the first time I'm actually trying to play a fighting game and to be competent at, you know, like, to, to try to be competitive. So it's been quite a journey. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sort of the same way. I, I played Street Fighter 2, but I wasn't very good at it. Uh, I mean, I, I was younger when that came out. I was probably seven or eight, so my competency level wasn't very... <laughs> it was that, it, was that of an eight-year-old. Yeah, you know, motor skills weren't all there yet and everything. <laughs> I could play the game, but I sure as shit couldn't be great at it. Um, then when I got a little bit older, I realized that you know, it wasn't just Street Fighter 2 and then, like, EX plus Alpha, I think, was the next one I played after that for the PlayStation. There were other games in between. Like, you had yeah. Third Strike, you had, uh, uh, there was Turbo, World Warriors, all those ones that came out in between. There was, yeah. uh, geez, uh, Alpha. That There was a whole series for that. And uh, I, I think it was in my, like, 18, 19, uh, Street Fighter 4 came out and shit got pretty serious, man. Yeah. Shit got serious. Like, that game is where I started figuring out what I wanted to like, who I wanted to play as, what characters I liked, a little bit more of the story and everything. Though I still just played it sort of passively. Now, Street Fighter V, this is, this is where I'm at where I, I'm saying to myself, I, I got to get into this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get good. I'm going to get you know, really just solid at this game with one character and I'm going to play and enjoy myself because Street Fighter is an enjoyable game when you have people to play with. And I feel that, you know, internet connectivity has come far enough where it's good enough now. Yeah. yeah where, where you can, you can play online yeah, and it doesn't feel terrible anymore. So yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm looking forward to diving more into this game. And the crazy part is this. I've so it's weird because you and I played a lot of Dota before this. We have. I have not played Dota since getting Street Fighter V, but I feel better for it. Like, I've actually started playing other games besides one. Like, when you play Dota, you only play Dota. Yeah. Uh, Dota's one of those games where if you don't play all the time, you start to get a little rusty at it, things stop making sense. But, but that, and it's just, like, such a time sink. Oh, yeah, I that, mean... Like, you're you know, just playing that for the day, and that's it. Oh, yeah, because one game is an hour, and one game doesn't feel like enough, and especially if you lose... Yeah. You don't want to go off on a loss, so it's it's a very very long process for playing Dota. You know, you got to find a match that'll take anywhere from two to Five, like ten like minutes. Ten so, minutes, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so there, there's a lot going on with Dota. Not that it's a bad game, but it's it's a very large time sink, and it can also be a very volatile. And uh, I'm not down with that anymore. I've moved on. No, that's okay. That's all right. I mean, we yeah. both sort of moved on. I mean, I I haven't been getting into Street Fighter as deep as you have, but I've definitely sunk a good chunk of time into no, Street let's, Fighter. Let's fucking talk. All right, all right. Let's fucking sure you can this shit. All right. Uh, why, why don't you start us off? All right, so for me, I ended up buying multiple copies of Street Fighter. <laughs> so I've got it on the PC, I've got it on the PS4, 
And, you know, it's funny because I, I wanted to actually be good at it. So I started, what I didn't realize, there's a wealth of knowledge out there around Street Fighter. I mean, you can go to YouTube. Uh, there are books written on it that you can get on the Kindle. Um, there's a wealth of information out there on how to actually play the game well. And I wanted to focus on the fundamentals. You know, I, I didn't want to... I didn't want to get flashy and not understand the core elements of the game. So I started with basics like um, understanding footsies and spacing and controlling the level using nothing but normal attacks. Um, and then from there, gradually working my way up into just figuring out like punishing combos and and the concept of taking turns. Like if you're getting hammered away and you're just block stringing this thing you still may not be able to react until a certain point, until it's safe. And the whole concept of, like, taking a turn like that didn't even, like, it didn't even hit me until I started actually doing some research into how to play Street Fighter properly. So I picked Ryu, which is, like, the most boring character you could pick out on the surface. Because when you look at all of Ryu's moves, and you look at all of his normal attacks, his special attacks and his normal attacks... When you look at all of that information, there's nothing about him that really stands out. He's not really strong at any one particular thing, and he's not really weak at anything. So he's sort of this real middle-of-the-road character to pick. But then I realized the genius behind that, like designing it that way. Because if you want to be good at Ryu, you can't spam any particular attack, and you have to understand how spacing and footsies works. So it really forces you to learn the fundamentals of the game. And that's why I realized he's been in every single Street Fighter game. Because he's that character that forces you to do it. So it's funny because when I first started playing, um, it, you know, even after like a month of playing, I've probably played about 100 hours so far combined between Steam and uh, PlayStation 4. And the way I play now is totally different than what it was when I first started. And like right now, I'm not great. I'm, I'm like... I guess i'd consider myself sort of getting to the point where i'm an intermediate player but yeah it's like it's night and day if you watch my replays from a month ago to now it's crazy Not, what about you yeah I, I totally understand i i my my experience has been a little different i when i first turned on the game i was going with characters that i remember but they've changed a bit like um yeah Ken isn't the same Ken that I remember from 1997. No. So, you know, I'm I'm doing the hurricane kick, but then if I'm doing a fierce hurricane kick, he's flying up in the air like a helicopter. <laughs> it's like a dive kick almost. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really bizarre. So uh, a lot of the characters have changed a bit, and also some of the characters didn't make it back that world standbys. Like um, yep. my, my fan favorite is uh, Guile. And he's coming, all right? He, he is like, coming. I know, no, no, no I, I know, I know. But he, he's not in the game right now. So yeah. Uh, so, also, other characters like uh, Balrog aren't there yet. Which so also, you liked charge characters, basically. I, I did play a lot of charge characters, but I'm challenging myself now because I'm playing Charlie. Okay. Who's not a charge character? He is a quarter circle character like uh -huh. uh, Ryu, but um. Little, little different because where Ryu is a little bit, you know, he he takes a stance. Uh, you can be aggressive with him, but I, I the way you play him is pretty defensive. And I've seen a couple uh, Ryu's do that where they just play uh, defensively and kind of wait for. The, I wait for you to fuck up, basically. Yeah, the, you wait for yeah. the attack to wear. Um, 
Charlie's not really like that. So uh, Charlie has these uh, crazy gap closers that are really, really powerful when he hits them. But the problem is um, he doesn't have any sort of up-close moves. Like, he has a few punishing moves that are up-close. He only has one special attack that can be done where it's sort of a close range type thing. The rest of them, like, he can sort of hit from far away. So I went down this slippery slope of looking at frame data, and I'm looking at, and not it's not a slippery slope. It's actually sort of vital if you want to be really good at the game. But I'm looking at Charlie's frame data right now. I think the biggest thing with Charlie is that he doesn't have any three frame startup attacks. Not uh, four for everything. Yeah, he can't just like get in there real quick and punish you. He's got to kind of. He's a little slower. Yeah, and that, that's the thing because you know I I when we were playing I tried hitting you with a few combos I learned and if you block it I'm kind of fucked like I can't I can't really just back up and and try and block the rest of it because I I got a little bit of lag time in between when the you block it and when I can actually block an attack so if if I go in I better make damn sure I'm going to hit uh, which Charlie, that's Charlie's just a little unsafe, but he's a lot of fun when you can hit a cool combo with him. He's a he's a cool character. His um, what do they call that? Critical move. Critical art. Critical yeah, art. It, it's it's a, it's a fucking super. Yeah, I it, mean, it, they can call it whatever they want. It's a super. Yeah, uh, his his super is really cool. He throws like a destructo disc at you and it cuts you right in half. It, yeah, it looks painful. Yeah, no, it does look very painful. I mean, do you see the recipients' faces when they <laughs> yeah. take it? It doesn't look nice. It's not pleasant. No. <laughs> not um, by any means. So, I've been uh, learning, and my learning curve was very steep because um, I started playing online against people first. I didn't do survival or anything. I just, I was like, all right, I get the basics, whatever. So, the first day, I was just kind of doing special moves against people, and it sort of worked till they caught on where <laughs> what I was going to do. Not anymore. And, yeah, and then you know I get the crap kicked out of me. Then a few days later, I figured out th- some of the combos. So I started jumping in, uh, doing this like a small uh, special move. I'd hit them with it. Then I'd come right back in with the combo again. They'd be flat on their ass. And you hit them with a couple of those. Uh, they get uh, dazed, so yeah. you can even take advantage of that like really hardcore. What I need to learn is trying to combo into like the EX moves now, because those are those are really serious. So you're you're at the point where I'm sort of I'm sort of getting there right now. Um, so you're at the point now where you can play footsies to a certain extent. You can defend, but you've got to learn how to punish. Right, I, I don't have any punish, that's my problem. Yeah, see, I'm just getting to that point now where once I see an opportunity, I can do some damage, but I can't do maximum punish. Like, I can't do the combos that do, like, 400 damage. I wish Excuse I could me, do that. But I'm getting there. Like, I'm slowly getting there. And I've got enough mix-ups. So what I realized about Street Fighter, and you ought to try this in your matches, it's psychological. So I'll do things now, like, whenever I used like. If I used to jump in, I'd always try to do some kind of attack on jumping, whether it was a cross-up or whether it was, you know, a medium kick or a high kick. Now, I'll actually do an empty jump where a person will try to block. I'll get right in their face and throw them. So, you could start conditioning, and then when they keep expecting that to happen, they let down their guard, you jump in and do a heavy kick. So, I've gotten to the point now where, like, during the match... 
I can actually see myself conditioning my opponent. It's crazy. No, I feel you. I mean, that's a good way to play. I mean, I see people do that to me all the time. Like, uh, Armikas will do that a lot because you're just so afraid of them grabbing you. You always tend to, like, try and stay away. And then once she jumps in, you're expecting her to grab you. She'll end up doing a few hits to you instead. She's got to be the character that, if you're playing against, footsies has got to be the most important thing. Like, you're spacing. Once she's in, you're basically dead. Like, I can't. Once she's in, she always kills me. Like, without a doubt. Um, even if I have a huge life lead. But if I can keep her at, like, a medium kick's length away from me, like a standing medium from Ryu, I'm usually okay. She actually doesn't have anything, really, to control spacing. No, I mean, she's, she's a grab character. So, you know, as long as she can't grab you, you're okay. But if she gets in... You're uh, dead. Like, yeah. you're, you're basically dead. Yeah, because like, no her way. combo is absolutely insane. Yeah, it's... uh So... Who have you been? So I've been having. I used to have problems with our, with good Armikas, but I'm slowly starting to figure that matchup out as Ryu. Uh, I think I have the most problem at the moment uh, with, and they've got to be good. Like I, I'm not saying like Doll Seam's always a problem for me, but a good Doll Seam, uh, I have some trouble with. Uh, a good Bison, I have some trouble with, um, and a good Charlie, I'll have some trouble with. What about you? Uh, what do you I, see yourself having? Like, what do you have problems with? I I went against a Fang one time, and that was. I don't see very many of them. That was weird. Like when I see them, though, they're usually not that good. I nice. No, uh, he must have been like a unicorn then, man, because he was he was good, and like I couldn't touch him. And then if he blocks, that poison doesn't go away. So... Yeah, you got to get the hit off as fast as you freaking can. It's like I I say, if you can, just cross up, like just. At, at the level that we're at, I don't think people know how to defend against cross-ups. Uh, or yeah, just not throw them. all the time. If you get that close in, just throw them. Yeah, I, I like Charlie's throw because he's just basically giving you a German suplex. <laughs> he's, he just turns into Brock Lesnar for a He's minute. welcoming you to Suplex City, essentially. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess... Uh, I, Holy I, shit, who do you think would win in a fight, Charlie or Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar be doesn't have a sonic boom, so I'm probably going to say Charlie. But do you think it's like an Armika situation where if Brock Lesnar oh. gets in, it's over? Well, so We're you... talking Brock Lesnar in his prime, like like UFC prime Brock Lesnar. So No, all right, here's a better question. Zangief versus Brock Lesnar. Z I'm sorry, Zangief wins. Yeah, I, like, there, it's a red cyclone, man. Yeah, muscle power, man. Like, there's, there's no... like. You'd have to be Godzilla, basically, to kill Zangief. And even then, it's a stretch. It's a challenge, yeah. It's a challenge. <laughs> so I'm convinced that Zangief is actually a bear that's been shaven down. Uh, well, that would explain why he only likes to wrestle bears most of the <laughs> yeah, time. I think he's actually a bear. <laughs> Could be, who was taught English. Holy or Russian, shit. You know? He knows both. Yeah, a very smart bear. That's a good bear. Maybe it was like one of Bison's experiments gone wrong. <laughs> And he just let him loose. Yeah. He's like, we just can't redeem this guy. He's just forget it. He's harmless. He was trying to create Blanca and he made a bear. <laughs> bear wrestler. Holy shit. That would explain so much about, about Zangief. It would. It would. But uh, yeah, I mean, I people I'm having trouble with, I, I don't think there's too many of them because I sort of label a lot of failures on my own incompetencies that right now, because I'll be close to winning. And then, you know, it'll be like a hit away and I'll I'll get fucked up. So it's it's whatever. But I'd say probably the people that I fear the most would be uh, Armika, 
Uh, Cami sometimes can be a pain. And oh, there's one. Uh, Dalsim. Dalsim is, is ridiculous. You know, it's the, the interesting thing about Cami is that her standing, um, her standing medium kick has such good range and is fast. So is her standing high kick. Here's the crazy part. Her standing high kick starts just as fast as her standing medium kick. And it has, it has, I think, just about the same. No, it has like an extra active frame. So it's more likely to hit you. Uh, and in terms of like on block recovery, they're both pretty safe. Like Cammy's scary. I think Chun Li is probably the scariest though. Uh, I actually take it back. Chun Li is the one I'm, I'm most afraid of. I I almost beat a Chun Li a couple days ago. It got really close. Like I had she beat the crap out of me the first match, and then I I pretty much had her. Uh, and I was I was at like no health the entire match. I I was uh. I was pulling a Daigo. Like every time oh, she tried nice. to come in, I would uh block it and then I used my V trigger for Charlie, which is like getting on the other side of him to uh like fake her out a little bit and I'd end up pulling off like a, a flash kick. So I did that a few times, uh like with some sonic booms and stuff. I actually ended up hitting her with my um my uh critical art too. So oh, okay. she was down to nothing and she like it was she had a slight distance uh, advantage on me, and her long ass leg tapped me before my uh, punch could get in. I, it was... So that's what I don't get, is that she's so good at controlling space, yet she has a somewhat decent fireball, and she's got mobility, so I don't know how to beat her. Well, I, I th- she's weaker, so she has to chain together a lot of her attacks to make... But have you played as her, though? It's no, not I haven't that played hard. as her. It's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, I like I remember Chun Li from the Street Fighter Four, and I don't remember it being incredibly difficult either. Um, so, from my understanding, and I spoke to a good buddy of mine who's like way into Street Fighter, she plays a lot like she did in third. Like they've basically taken the best elements of her from Third Strike and Four and combined it. So she's really good. Unstoppable. Yeah, she's really good. Um. Yeah, so I guess Chun-Li is actually the one that I have the most difficulty with. I haven't come across too many, so I can't say it's high on my shit list, but I, I've got a I'm buddy who plays characters. as her. That's the thing. I've got a friend who plays as her, and whenever we go into a battle lounge, it's always pretty close, but he always beats me. Yeah, that'll, that'll happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I respect most of the characters in this game. I'm always a little wary no matter what. Yeah, you know what? They're all good. I think the, the cool thing here... They're, like I think most pro players even agree. At this point, there's no point for a tier list because they're all pretty good. Uh, they're all good. Ca- there's nobody that's obviously bad uh, in Street Fighter Four. Although I'm hoping that Dan Hibiki one day will be a character in the game. He was in Street Fighter Four, man. Yep, it could I'm happen. just hoping. I'm just hoping he's there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'd totally be down for that. Who else would you want? Mm, oh, that's a good question. DJ. Oh yeah, you do want DJ in there pretty bad, don't I, you? I do. I want to max out. I want. I want to do the udu da. I, <laughs> I want all of it, man. I want all of it. So here's. I think speaking of characters and potentially, I've been reading a lot of the comics. For I actually, you and I have both been reading like all of the comics. Yeah, fair amount. Yeah, uh, I think on the main series, we're both completely caught up. 
Uh, and I'm starting to read some of the miniseries stuff that they did on the side. And um, I'm pretty sure Bison's going to die at the end of this game. I wouldn't hate that. I think it's probably time for someone else to be well, a he's, really big so, asshole. Chronologically, this game takes place between four and third strike. Bison right. is not in third strike. Oh, that's true. And Nikali seems like the bad guy in this game. Well, who's the see? I uh, Nikali is the bad guy. What, he, he is hundred percent the bad guy. Right, but in in third strike, like the thing with that game was it came out at such an odd time. Yeah. Uh, for I, I, I did that come out for PS2? I'm gonna look it up right now. I I don't remember what the original um release was. Uh, I think it was that was was that like '99. Yeah, it like was that? like 2099. It came out for the Xbox. I know that for sure. 99. came out for the Dreamcast. came out for the PS2. Um, wow, the original system it came out on was actually the Dreamcast. Okay, so that, that might have been why I, I missed it, because it came out at a really weird time. But um, the game had a lot of very interesting characters because it was going so far off the reservation with what they were trying to do, like... There, there weren't that many characters that were returning ones. You had a lot of new guys. New, yeah, it yeah. was like a new generation of fighters. Yeah, so um, I'm interested to see where this goes leading into it because I, I didn't play a lot of Third Strike, so I, I almost kind of want to go back and play some of the story to that to figure out what's going on. Yeah, so do I. I so I'm reading. I'm cheating here. I'm actually reading from a Wikipedia article. It, it, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll forgive you. That, the seems, gamers will forgive you. It seems like the main bad guy uh, was a guy named 12. All right, now, see, now I need to Google who the fuck 12 is. Yeah, now now I don't know who 12 is. Because I, uh, I remember Seth. I remember Seth being a turd nugget in uh, Street Fighter 4. All right. Uh, Street... Yeah, he's a humanoid weapon developed by Gill's organization. He has a shape-shifting body uh, that is an improved and strengthened version of the prototype given to Necro. So I think he was the main bad guy. And I think part of the reason why Bison couldn't, like, kill him is because, like, doesn't Bison... Don't you need, like, a soul for Bison to beat your ass? Yeah, uh, well, he works off of the Psycho Drive, so... Right, right. I, I... I don't really know how particularly it works, but he he's his main strength comes from that gotta, machine that he has. We got to find a Street Fighter lore master now. We we do, uh, and just find out. Yeah, you know, we'll find someone. I I am looking at twelve, and he does look oddly like Seth without the big ball right? in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a thing they're gonna retcon sooner or later because I feel like that could be something that could happen. Uh, maybe. Uh, I'd really wish that they'd release a. Yeah, if they had like a Steam version of that, that'd be awesome. I think Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network editions are the last ones that came out for Third Strike. See, I do have my 360 still, so I could just download this and. Yeah, I have all that, but I don't want to put anything on those old systems, you know. Yeah, I know, cause I how often? Well, I mean, I keep my 360 just in case I want to stream with it, but right, you know, how often am I am I really gonna do anything? Yeah, like it? never. It's yeah. oh man. So I don't know. Like I've been getting way into the story. And I, I, I'm still, I'm sticking by it. I think Bison's gonna die. I, well, I mean, we'll, we will certainly put that to the test. And if anyone wants to give us their um, predictions, we'll certainly listen to them. So let me ask you this: 
now that we've spoken a little bit about the game, here's how ridiculous I've gotten. Sandy and I have both gotten this ridiculous. Uh, when I originally bought Street Fighter V... Ow. Whoa, are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, when, I, when we originally bought Street Fighter V, I bought it on the PC, and I was playing on a 360 controller. And that was that was painful, to say the least. So, uh, Sandy and I went half-seas. We bought uh, a Hori Arcade stick, the real Arcade Pro 4, Kai, and it's a really good stick. And then we decided, well, we need a stick for each. Like, well, she needs one and I need one. Totally understandable. So then we went out and bought the Mad Cats uh, Tournament Edition 2 Plus arcade stick. And then... I bought the PS4 version of Street Fighter, the collector's edition, because it had a Ryu statue. And then we bought a bunch of these kid robot figurines. And now I've got a Ryu amiibo on the way that's going to get here today. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So has have you have you dove as deep as I have? Well, I'm I'm taking a different approach. I've I've had many a fight stick. Okay. So I I don't want any more fight sticks because I I would be poor, and I don't have a place to put them all. Even though I would like a a better one. But when I was younger and I worked at the fabulous establishment that is known as GameStop, sar sarcasm included. Oh, um, <laughs> sponsored by GameStop. By the way. Oh yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> they're totally paying us for this plug. Yes. But um yeah I I, I bought a bunch of fight sticks while I was there. I have. For both the PS3 and the 360, the Mad Cat Street Fighter 4 regular edition. I think it was just called SE. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and it's a nice little stick. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. And it came with Sanwa parts, but they were like lower end. So what I gotcha. did was I was like, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna buy new parts and put them in." So you modded your stick. I I have modded my stick. That's pretty dope. Yeah. See, I'm not willing to do that. I I'm too afraid. Well, I mean, you have very nice sticks to be. Yeah, I guess with. I also don't have the need to. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mine mine were a bit more budget, so I I've you felt room the to need grow. to. Yeah. So yeah, I I've I've taken the stick out. I uh, replaced the the actual joystick. Uh, it's got whatever the hell the new sand was. I think it's like JFM or JLM or something. That's all Greek to me. Yeah, it, it it's it's just some weird letters put together. Anyway, it feels great. I changed the tension spring out on it, which made it a little nicer to um, sort of do your quarter circles with because the original joystick that's in there feels really, 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 like, cheap when you're moving it around. And it's not because it is cheap. It's because the spring is super loose. So you can kind of, like, wiggle it just by hitting your finger against it. Uh, when you change the spring out, though, and you get a... You tighten um, it up a little bit. Like, yeah, a, a larger spring. It compresses the uh, stick down uh, more so it has more tension on it. So you can't really get that wiggle anymore. Gotcha. Which is, yeah, what you want to eliminate. I've also ordered a bunch of vinyl which um, you'd normally wrap a car with, I'm going to wrap the stick in matte red. Oh, so, sick. <laughs> yeah, so it'll, it'll look pretty cool. I have cut out a bunch of graphics uh, in matte black as well that will go on top once I actually apply the vinyl. Okay. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be a pretty cool-looking stick. I want something a little custom because, you know, it, it has some cool 
uh, graphics to it, but I just wanted something a little bit more personal. It's uniquely you, yeah. Right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, again, we, we have two different approaches to this, but, um, yeah, we're sort of going towards the same goal of making, like, getting a good, competent stick. Yeah. I, like, I really want to be a good, competent player at this game. Yeah, no, I, I like, I, I would like to be at least good at the game. I, I'm not saying I'm going to be the best person, but I'd like to be good. Can I also say something really weird? So it's a 1v1 game, but I've actually found my experience around it to be way more social than team games. Uh, I've... I don't know if that's just me, but, like, I have I have spoken to people that I knew before but didn't really know well. And what's interesting is, like, for example, there, there's a good guy that, uh, that I work with named Mo, and, um... Mo is what I would consider a good Street Fighter player. Not, like, by no means, like, top tier, but, like, good. Um, and, you know, we'd hop into a battle lounge, and we'd sit there for, like, three, four... Same thing with a buddy of mine named John. John's a very good player. Uh, and we'd hop in there, we'd sit there for, like, three, four hours, just kind of going back and forth. And what's crazy, and this is, I guess, a unique experience for me in Street Fighter. I've never experienced this in StarCraft, unless it was Day 9, uh, I've never experienced this in a MOBA at all, but like we would sit there, we'd play and they'd basically give me tips on what to work on. And they'd give me some positive reinforcement, but also some homework on what I need to work on. I'd go back, I'd work on it. You know, we'd play again in a few days and then they'd see the progression and then they'd give like, they'd almost, they're, they're almost like coaching me in a weird way. Now I get you. I mean, I, I think the fighting community, uh, at its most basic, can be a bit more friendlier than things like MOBAs, uh, mainly because you have to be face-to-face for a good amount of it if you want to be any sort of competitive. Also, fighters originated from a different era than what they're in right now. Like, Yeah, you were at the arcade, and if you said something dumb, you might get hit in the face. Right, and I, I mean, uh, MOBAs didn't originate in that era where everyone had to be in the same room and everyone yeah. showed a, it's a bunch of fucking of trolls res- respect. So I, yeah. I'm not going to disparage the MOBA community, oh, but I will. <laughs> uh, you know, there is definitely two different schools from where these games came from. Again, a lot of people sort of carry that respect from the street fighter days because people like going to other people's houses and playing these fighting games on the same couch because it doesn't need to be split screen. It doesn't, you know, everyone can play on one big ass screen and just hang out and chill and pass the controller around. It's not really like a shooter where, you know, it splits up the screen to four ways. You deal with screen looking and all that stupid shit, you know, it, So it's it's a fun game that can be played with um, multiple people, like uh, like Smash Brothers or Mario Kart. That stuff. It's a cool party game as well as being a competitive game. Right. Yeah. It, it walks that like fine line, and I don't know. It's like I found it way easier to get into than I thought. Um, and the people just seem so. There, the greatest story I've got. This was unique. I was on my PC. And my fighter ID on the PC is Ghetto Bond. My PlayStation Network ID is also Ghetto Bond. But in this game, if you're on the PC, your fighter ID is not connected to that PlayStation Network ID. It just happened that both of those names were the same for me. So I was playing a guy on the PS4. And it was a close match. I forgot who won. Um, But at the end of it, I get a notification on my phone. 
the guy who looked me up on the PlayStation Network sent me a message that was basically like, GG, we should play again down the road. By the way, if you want, like, join my little group because we're, like, working on getting better at fighting games. And I'm like, that is the total opposite experience I've ever had in a MOBA or in StarCraft. Where if you win, you're a noob fag. If you lose, you're a noob fag, no matter what. Yeah, uh, I I would, like, again, StarCraft is one of those games that would sort of a different time you know you you played behind a computer you don't have that same interaction that you would with a fighter so uh, i'm i'm not going to say that it's you i'm not going to say that there's not nice people out there but they're probably fewer and far between when right. you're doing something face to face i mean i i would say the most volatile um example of a fighting game would probably be the Smash Brothers community just out of some of the yeah, things I've crazy. personally seen but Street yeah, Fighter is a little bit more put together. And they're older. Like that's the interesting part that I found about the Street Fighter community is when you look at guys like um Cali Power, like Alex and uh and Daigo and um like Justin Wong. These are dudes that are in their 30s. But Gamer B is in his 30s. These are older guys. They've been around a bit longer. Right, right. And I, I mean, that's just because you, you can be around longer. You know, it's it's like uh, someone who uh, was like a Donkey Kong champion. Like, look at Billy Mitchell. That guy's in his uh, probably his 40s now, 40s or 50s. And he can still hang with the best of them uh, as far as, like, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, those games go. They'll release a new one. He'll play it and try to go yeah. for a high score. What I also think is really interesting, though, is like when you look at League like or Dota or even StarCraft, a lot of these teams, pro teams, don't even want to deal with a guy that's in his mid-20s because, like, oh, you know, your reaction times are slowing down, blah, blah, blah. But then you look at fighting games where you've got to be frame accurate. To me, that's the fastest response time you need to be frame accurate. And your best players are in the 30s. Well, all right, so... I don't want to get too much into league, but just, just real quick, guys. Uh, the th- that community when these guys retire, I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with reaction times. To be honest, I think a lot of the time it ex- it's an excuse for getting burnt out on the game. There's only so much you can devote to right. to that to a sh- game to a horrible community like that. There, I said it. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Fair enough. You're entitled to your opinion, and no one yep. can take that away from you. That's right. Uh, but. Yeah, I, 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 I could see where you know the streaming, the the you know the the game house, all that. That's not a normal life, you know, especially no. for a, you know a twenty two, twenty three year old. Maybe when they're in their prime traveling, that's tough, man. I people want to step back from that after a while. You know, it's one thing if you're a little older and you maybe want to make a career out of it at that point, but you know, you're, you're isolating yourself from people. So yeah, you got no normal lifestyle at that point. You know, and I, I, you can look at the, the street fighter communities for what they do for this stuff. And they don't, there's not a lot of people out there streaming it as, as hardcore as the, the, the league of legends community is. And again, that's nothing against the community. It's just the time that it came along when Dodo, uh, not Dodo, when league of legends was getting popular, <laughs> when Dodo, yes. Yeah. When Dodo, when uh, league of legends was getting popular, 
uh, streaming was on the rise. I remember when streaming just came out, and you yeah, needed a, uh, like a beefy computer, and that was one of the first games to go along with it. Was League of Legends? That it was like League and StarCraft for the two. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if there was any Blizzard game to be associated with that, it would be StarCraft because uh, Warcraft Three was already it was on its really way far out behind. Yeah, yeah, so um, it you know it's it's just that the that combo. Uh, sort of launched League to what it is now. It's it's the first one. Well, it's the first mainstream MOBA game that caught the eye of everyone and, at the right time. Yeah, it was, at, it at was the right, the right time. place, right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of so. like I mean, the original StarCraft was like that in Korea, because when StarCraft One came out, that's when broadband started becoming more and more common in South Korea, and that's when you had um, internet cafes starting to blow up in Korea as well. So that was sort of, again, right game, right time, and at the right place. So I guess you could kind of extrapolate that, and that applies to League as well. Yeah, um, but let, let's let's not get too far off topic. Let's go back to uh, Street Fighter here. Yeah, they're better. They're, they're, they're nicer <laughs> people. Yeah, so, um, you know, th- it's, it's, a different, it's a different world when you go into a fighting community. You know, I can go into an arcade, and there's always going to be someone or a crowd, a small crowd, around a fighting cabinet. It's just the way it is. It's it's the lure of that that competition. And you know what? I guarantee you, you play that game for five to ten minutes, there's going to be someone that walks up next to you and puts down a quarter and says, yeah. I got next. The interesting part, too, is um, when you look at how the esports scene around fighting games is handled, there's, it's mostly grassroots. Like These are mostly indie guys just kind of putting together an event that leads into larger premier events like the Capcom Cup and all of that. So it's kind of like even Evo is basically a grassroots effort. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, that's how it started. Right. So like, and when you look at like final round this weekend, that's like a bunch of dudes in a hotel, uh, you know, just playing the game. Yeah, you know what we see? Like you see all the flash, the the fancy website, you know, you see the 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 webcam on the two TVs you see a bunch of people around them out if you widened up that camera a little bit that crowd probably wouldn't go much further yeah it's a nice tight shot although I don't know five has been pulling in a lot of new people it's interesting I, I also find it I I mean this has got nothing to do with Street Fighter it's also kind of crazy to see Nintendo put out Pokin like right around the same time right around final round heading up to Evo. Yeah, you know what? Their um, their strategy, I don't think plays to everyone else's. So Nintendo does what Nintendo wants. I I don't think I I don't really like the way they've been handling Smash Brothers, and the way they've been handling Pokémon. It's really sort of based around the the FGC scene right now. Well, Smash Brothers is another beast entirely because you had people clamoring for Sakurai to make. A competitive Smash Brothers game. That's that's right. And he was so reluctant to do it. Right, it was... and you know that's that's what they wanted. They didn't they didn't want the story. They didn't want any of that crap. They didn't want Brawl again. They wanted the the most like equivocal like thing to what a competitive Smash Brothers game could be. And he delivered. Crazy part is, did you know that the combo system in Street Fighter was actually an accident? No, I didn't know that. So originally in Street Fighter Two. They were completely against creating a combo system because they felt it would make the game too difficult for new players. But 
when people learned how to cancel animations, that's when the community sort of developed the combo scene around it. And then I was like, well, fuck it. It's like, it's too late now. They've got this combo system that people seem to really like. Yeah, might as well just embrace it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I, I have, have we missed anything Street Fighter-wise? No, I'm pretty satisfied. I wanted to talk about this, Dean, because, damn it, it's been on my mind this entire time. This whole month. I've been going to bed thinking about Street Fighter. I'm looking at my shipping information right now to see where my Rio Amiibo is. Oh, oh I mean, fair, fair enough, man. Uh, I needed to get this off my chest. The the the, the whole Street Fighter thing. Yes, it, it's it, okay. This, I mean, this, I I've I I like to talk about Street Fighter, and I mean, what better way to start a brand new podcast than with a fantastic game, a fantastic was, franchise? This was freaking therapeutic, man. <laughs> it was cathartic. Yeah, I'm burping. Ugh. I'm okay. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm glad okay. you're okay. You know, Ajita, it happens. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, fine. I'm fine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll uh, post some pictures to our, our page or whatever showing, like, our fight sticks and stuff and what we're doing and them and whatnot and, you know, get a few good links going. We should do this more often, just two guys talking. Totally, totally. And In fact, I think we will do it more often. Yes, we will. Yeah. We'll so uh, yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys can catch us next time at, on the Average Geek. Uh, if they want to reach us socially, Ari, is there any place where they can reach you? Me? Yeah. Uh, sure. I can. I'm not, very, I'm, I'm not a social butterfly. I can like always either. cut this out. Okay, I'm not a social butterfly. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We'll edit this in post. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm not the social butterfly that you are, but I mean, I guess if you want to find me. On the Twitter, which I don't post anything on, occasionally I do. I'm at Ghetto Bond. Well, fantastic! And if uh, you want to reach me on the Twitterverse, you can reach me at Kimono underscore Vestlord. And wait, Dean, you do realize I I don't think I even follow you on Twitter. Oh, you don't? Well, I I okay. Cats out of the bag, guys. I don't really personally use a lot of social media because. Then what is the point of this? Well, I, I have a website, so okay. You know, if if you, you if you want to get like see Wait. all the stuff that I do besides this, you can go to geekade.com, or uh, you can get in touch with us at the underscore geekade, or just look up geekade anywhere on the social medias because yeah. because socialness, it's great. But uh, yeah, um, I I'm think, gonna look for you. Okay, Wait, what was your username? Uh, kimono underscore vestlord. Ah. Oh, I found you. I found you. Yeah, I have a little cartoon character that uh, someone drew. So, Dean, you don't tweet for shit. No, I, I don't. I The only thing I put up is, like, if we're going to stream, I, I might put that up. That's that's about it. Everything's – well, I'll tell you what. If people start following me, I will I will start tweeting You'll post the good shit, shit out of things. Yeah, I mean, I'll totally post my uh, fight stick experience. But all I right, think – All right, I'm down for that. Yeah, I, I think uh, we're going to cut it here because uh, we're heading towards our target time, which is great. I'm glad we could keep it at, at the target. Not too we're short. We're responsible. Not, not too much, yeah. Uh, so till next time, guys, uh, game on, and uh, see you in the next podcast. Stay free. That's an insult in the fighting game community, by the way. I didn't mean that. Don't stay free. That implies a free win. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. Good night.